In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And we had a record month again last month. So our listenership is going up and up, and it's growing each week. So I'd like to thank all our listeners, and we do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And when you listen to us, you can hear great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me an email at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and let me know what you want to hear about. We choose, we really try to please our audience and I've gotten some great emails with some great ideas on shows, so please drop an email to me. Now, if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless of your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to our episode for today. We're going to have a little fun today because we're going to talk about something that I think is quite fun, and that's influencer marketing. Now, influencer marketing has gotten big in the past few years, uh, but we still very often relate it to brands. I mean, we've always had famous celebrities promoting products, but influencer marketing really brought about a new trend where the girl or guy next door have really gotten into the game. Now, companies leveraging existing social media influences, and influencers are people who carry a strong reputation with a large number of people in a given niche, are now endorsing fans endorsing brands, excuse me, okay, I'm having a little slip today, endorsing brands, supporting content, and co-creating content for all kinds of businesses and brands. Now, if you listen to Mark Schaefer, the marketing expert, he said, a brand is no longer what we tell a customer it is. It is what customers tell each other it is. And that's what really lies at the heart of influencer marketing except it is no longer only about brands. Now, 
when we when we look at influencer marketing, it has taken a significant increase in 2019, and it has increased among small businesses. But like any marketing strategy, it's also subject to trends, audience, and technologies, even if it continues to grow. So with so much success around influencer marketing, the question I ask is, should everybody every business be jumping on the bandwagon. And we're going to talk to an expert today who knows about influencer marketing. Now, Joseph Lockett is a Los Angeles native and the founder and CEO of Affluent Solution Group, a creative marketing agency. Now, due to his notable effectiveness in the space of sports marketing, Joe had the opportunity to transition from working in-house for brands to taking them on as clients. Born into a family of educators, he got his BS in sports marketing, and his passion for sports marketing began and secured him a spot as a volunteer, and then he worked his way up to marketing director for Invictus 91, a unique sports marketing agency based in Texas. After seven years of executing countless successful marketing campaigns for sports professionals, Joe decided to return home to Los Angeles, and in 2012, he launched Affluent Solution Group. Now, Joseph began providing services to professional athletes in some of the top restaurants in Los Angeles, and then he realized it was time to move into more out-of-the-box guerrilla marketing campaigns and strategies and began to discover influencer marketing was not just for athletes and brands, but it was also for the little shop on the block. So in addition to being a CEO on the rise, Joseph is deeply rooted in his community and has served as co-youth director and longtime friend with his longtime friend. And he's served as youth director at United Methodist Church since 2014. Now, his ultimate vision is to grow his company into a position where he can constantly conduct activities to benefit un- unserved communities. So Joseph, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so let's let's just start out again. You know, I kind of talked a little bit about influencer marketing and what it was. Um, let's let's tell the audience really what it is. So influencer marketing is basically a form of marketing that focuses on targeting key industry leaders to drive a brand message and awareness to a specific market of customers. The first influencers that we know uh, is every four out of five doctors, dentists recommend this toothpaste. That's a form of influencer marketing. So influencer marketing is just the basic action of someone that has thought leadership in the in the marketplace and giving that place awareness. Mm-hmm. So it's basically kind of what we thought recommendations was. As you said, four out of five dentists use this toothpaste or... Um, you know, I always connect it with sports figures. You know, this sports figure uses these athletic shoes or whatever. Yes. Okay. So, you know, this it's always been effective, but why is it today even more effective? Well, one thing I learned working in sports marketing and just observing how athletes started to develop their own brands outside of the sports. And they started to have a higher influence in their local market um, and, and their local market didn't just become their community around them. But now with digital market, your local market is everywhere, whoever follows you online. 
And I, I noticed this trend, you know, when certain athletes wanted to promote a brand or promote some of their their, their friends' brands or a product, and they would simply wore this product. You you see these kids, and you see at the extreme level people wanting to take on that same identity. You know, I want to do this because my favorite athlete does this. You know, I want to drink this Gatorade because my favorite athlete drinks Gatorade. So you have this space where, you know, 80% of people are followers and they're looking for someone to lead them on the right products or things to have. Okay. So, so I guess when I can, when I kind of put it with athletes and you came from a sports um, marketing background, how, how did you then kind of get into this influencer space? Okay. I mean, it was probably always in sports, but you've expanded outside. How did that happen? Well, you know, when I was working for the sports marketing agency, I was simply just trying to get promoted. And so to do that, I had to find just different ways on how to bring awareness to the athletes. And I found a, a pocket where we can promote the athlete with just the, the normal businesses that they went and saw day to day, you know, where they went to go have lunch, dinner, grab coffee, wherever they went on their day to day, use their brand, their leverage to grow those brands that they already are going to. And that it worked and, and it worked so well that a lot of these small businesses saw instant increase in their sales. Now, I was simply doing this for the athlete to get brand awareness and show their influence on the community. But then I saw that, wow, this actually increases sales for the business. How can we scale this on a larger scale to, to take this beyond athletes? And that's when I kind of put my creative hat on to see how can we expand this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that would be that would be because I've heard this lingo um, micro influencers or micro influencing. Is that when you kind of take it from that big brand level into down into a local community or what what do they mean by micro influencers or micro influencing? Yes, absolutely. So with with athletes, you know, if an athlete does well that week during their game, then they're the most popular thing out there in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and the athlete that's just doing their job. They may necessarily not be known to the masses because they're not a glorified figure or things like that, but they're doing their job in the field. They're still playing, so they still have a small influence, and they don't have a big following. So a micro-influencer, somebody under that 100,000 follower range, someone that's still reachable and and real because they aren't in it to grow their brand off of being an influencer. They're actually in it to grow their brand off of things they like and things that they already do and not outside their realm. So the micro-influencer is even a more focused niche on what brand you're working with. And so I I work with the micro-influencers through the smaller athletes because I had a lot of the the smaller athletes that didn't have big household names. So that's how we got that micro-influencer range because then we say, okay, how do we leverage their influence even though it's small to their local community as well okay good so so if i'm a if i'm a business okay because you're we're talking about you know local and, and local communities so i'm a business um uh, mom and pop shop uh, how would i go about you know finding an influencer yeah absolutely so I, the first thing is it's fine the influencer in your niche. Find out who is already talking about your brand. Let's say you're a sandwich shop and you're and you're selling sandwiches. Something simple as that. 
find someone that has a blog on the best sandwiches in the city. And you think those things don't exist, but they do. And really establish a, a connection. You know, make it make it real. Talk to them. Find out why they got to where they got to. Find out how. And then state what's in it for them. You know, give them something of, of that they can leverage. You know, give them the sandwich. You know, give them multiple sandwiches. Give them something that they can leverage and also utilize with their branding as well. Um, because you want to be able to connect with them and then simply thank them for their time because a lot of times with micro influencers you know they're doing it for the love of what they like to push so definitely thank them for the time so it's as simple as 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 connecting with them and finding out who's in that in your niche and and start following them start liking their pictures you know and then and then reach out to them on on instagram facebook linkedin on all social media networks, there's a button where you can connect with the person that is on the other line of that outlet. Okay. So, so I'm as a small business, this is really interesting. As a small business, I do that. Um, and I can find, you know, the example of a sandwich was a really great one because I, I wouldn't really think there was influences out there that are going around, look, you know, testing sandwiches. But I think that's great. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes. I mean, so once I do that, you know, I connect with them. And uh, um, how do I measure the relationship? Do, do, how do I know it's right? Okay. Is there any secret formula or you just kind of have to go by the feeling and... Well, well, there, there's, there's not a secret formula, but it, it's just like approaching anyone and meeting a new friend. If, if you meet someone and you feel like they have value uh, and they care about your product, your company, and they care about you, then they're going to push it and they're going to give you ideas on how to push it to their demographic. So find an influencer that, one, you want to find influencers that own their content. And what I mean own it is that they take their content to the next level. They're not just posting like a robot or just posting information out there. They're actually doing this because they care. You know, they they mm-hmm. they want to get involved. They want to see not just their brand go, but the subject of the brand. They want to see that go far. And that is a really good way of measuring the results because now you see someone actually will push your brand just like it was yours. And you won't have to put in all the effort you would behind hiring someone that simply just doesn't care about your brand. You have to give a script to give all this information to, and they may not even push it the way you want it to be pushed. Okay. So I'm, we're going to, we're going to take a short break, Joe. And um, this is, this is really interesting because what one word you said is about content. So let's just say I'm a small business. I've, I've kind of, found uh joe you're my influencer okay we get along real well um then i want to when we get back from the break i want to talk about how do i know what belongs in there what's good content you know what Mm -hmm. what's going to draw people to my shop so for uh, yeah so so for we're going to take a short break for our listeners we are talking with joseph lookit and he's a los angeles native and the founder and ceo of Affluent Solution Group, a creative marketing agency focusing on out-of-the-box marketing campaigns, and he is an advocate for influencer marketing, and he believes that it can work with any business at all. Now, if you'd like to reach out to Joe, you can reach out to Joe on his website at www.affluent.com 
AffluentSolution.com and on Facebook under Affluent Solutions Group and on Instagram under Joe Lookit. And I'll spell that. It's L-U-C-K-E-T-T. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website at www.leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, this show is brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's most extensive digital marketing local search nonprofit associations. And for membership in Cinda, you can go to www.cinda.org or www.cinda.com. Now, Cindy does conferences, and Cinda's next conference will be held in Berlin, May 24th to 26, 2020. And when you're looking at Cinda, go to YouTube also because you can see a video of Joe. He, he just spoke at a Cinda conference in Lisbon, with, did a great job, and talked to digital experts about influencer marketing, what we're talking about today. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. 
Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking about influencer marketing. And we're speaking with Joseph Lookett, a Los Angeles native and the founder and CEO of Affluent Solutions Group. It's a creative marketing agency focusing on out-of-the-box marketing campaigns. And he is an advocate and an expert on influencer marketing and influencer marketing for any business. Now, Joe, before the break, we kind of talked about basically what an influencer marketing was and how a small business can find somebody. So let's kind of continue that scenario, okay? I found you, uh, you're my influencer marketing. Let's talk about content. I mean, what makes good influencer marketing content? The, the most effective content is engaged content. You know, there's there's video content, there's photo content, there's written content. Um, there, there's so many different forms of content, but the content that actually is the best is what customers are engaging with. Uh, whether that is just a simple meme, uh, memes are very popular and they have made things viral. For example, in the States, we had a... Popeyes, Popeyes came out with a chicken sandwich, and they simply posted a picture that said, we're coming for you, Chick-fil-A. And that just brought up a frenzy around America where everyone was trying this Popeyes chicken sandwich over this Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And it became a big deal off of a simple image. So good content is content that people want to engage with and can follow through with. So how, how I mean... How can I get somebody to engage? I mean, okay, so you're talking about, um, you know, are there tricks to getting engagement? I mean, you put, I mean, I'm surprised to see that a chicken sandwich got that much engagement. But, um, you know, I mean, uh, how, talk to me a little bit about that. When you're, when you're talking to a client and say, we have to do this and this to get people engaged, what do you say? Well, the, the main thing is, what's the call to action? What do we want the customer to redo it? And, and what is the reaction? What is the call to reaction? So what is the customer going to say when they see this piece of content? And how are they going to feel when they see this piece of content? Are they going to re- want to react? Or are they going to want to just say, hey, okay, this is cool. I'll share it. So really putting out intentional content uh, that, that builds loyalty through your customer because it cre- it makes them want to have a reaction to the content you see. So a lot of times it can be as simple as a challenge. Challenges work very well uh, when, when people post those. And, and depending on the challenge, they go very viral. Um, and, and they do very well, you know, to the masses. So I think it's just as simple as making sure the customer gets, the, gets delivered the content, but also gets delivered the content with a call to action so that they can react on the content. Okay. And and when they're posting a content, do you feel, as far as you said, there's a lot of different, of course, there's written content, there's videos, there's photos. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any one kind of content that may, seems to to stir reactions or engagement more? Um, now, you talked about challenges. I want to come back to that, okay? But but when it, is it written words? Is it video? Is it photos? Well, it, it, and that's the a great, the beautiful thing about influencer marketing, especially micro-influencer marketing. The channel that is most effective is the channel that is most effective from that audience of that micro-influencer because they own that, that, own that influence. 
So mm-hmm. an influencer may not be as popular on Instagram, but have 10,000 subscribers to their blog. And I know we talked about bring back the sandwich earlier, but there actually is a blog about ham sandwiches out there and things <laughs> like that. You know, they, it may not be visually appealing, but someone doing a blog about them traveling the world and seeing different sandwiches that actually builds content and, and it builds an uh, organic type of content where the consumer is receiving that and, and just really interested and more excited about reading. So it depends on the the network that the influencer is on and that's kind of where you want to leverage you know i I've, i tend to when i talk to all of my influencers is give them free reign because they've done a successful job at building their audience on their platform so who am i to come in there and tell them how to present to their audience when they know their audience the best because they've built it the best mm-hmm. and um, when you said platforms okay on different platforms um, can you talk to us a little bit about the platforms? I mean, I think of Instagram pretty quickly when I think of influencer marketing. Um, um, of course, there's um, Facebook, Snapchat. I mean, is there one platform, there's blogging, is there one platform that that is more loved by influencers um, or loved by consumers or, or more effective? I, I would say Instagram, Instagram really went, uh, was very popular for in, for influencers for the last two years. They've kind of been a, a leader of that because they can deliver different types of content. With Instagram, with Instagram, you could deliver written content, video content, and visual content. So Instagram, and it had didn't have as much limitations, was at the top. But now with Instagram, they're in effect they're taking away likes in America next week. Uh, they've already taken away likes in a few other places. You know, I'm a firm believer. You know, I watch YouTube every single day just for just just on how on how to's. I watch a lot of how to videos. Mm-hmm. So YouTube is very very popular amongst a lot of different generations because with YouTube you eliminate not just the phone, but you bring back the content on the TV. You know, you don't necessarily need to go watch TV or watch a commercial. You can go on YouTube and learn something, which is more interesting. You know, my six-year-old daughter, she watches all her kids' shows on YouTube. And and during those YouTube shows, she gets hit with these commercials for kids' toys for Christmas with her favorite Disney characters on it. So Disney's already using the influencer's for their products to go on the YouTube for these kids shows because they know the streaming services are very popular when it comes to content uh, and, and very strong when it comes to receiving content and receiving individual and, and eyes just watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, on YouTube, because when I think, when I think about Joe, when I think about video, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm a small business and I want to go interact with an influencer on video. Um, for some reason, it just seems a little bit more difficult to get the content correctly. Um, what, you know, how, how do you get the content and video correct? And that, that's one of those things you have to allow the influencer to gain control on that. Video, mm-hmm. is, video is very tricky because video is liked by your eyes, like art. Uh, you you have to have someone that either has the same eye as you or a videographer 
that understands the content you want to put put out. So Instagram has different tiers. You know, if you're making a video between 30 seconds and two minutes long, you know, that's something you can kind of allow the influencer to do. That's a, a vlog type thing. So influencer mm-hmm. coming into your rest, your, your, your business. And, and let's say something as boring as a key maker, someone who a locksmith has a brick and mortar store and they sell locks and keys and things like that. So, uh, you know, allowing, um, someone that talks about home safety and home safety control to come in their store and doing a video on the different types of locks that are available, the different mm-hmm. types of keys that are available, and informing their their consumer about new the things out there that they didn't know. So it's really about giving the customer control. Now, if you're making video that's longer than two minutes, then you want to have your videographer do it because then you can kind of create you can curate the content that you want and make it more focused on the subject. I would advise to keep videos under a minute because attention spans are short. Mm-hmm. Or if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, go over five minutes and make something real. That's a production. So if you if you make a five minute video, five to ten minute video about a locksmith and a key maker, now that five minute video can consist of something as simple of nine ways to keep your home safe and never lose your key. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's. That's that's Google that when someone Googles that your video pops up and now you have content out there that is being watched by people that are looking for locksmiths and looking yeah. for protect their homes. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I uh, on you know how effective are these um, uh, videos? I, I would I call the over five minutes like more instructional videos, mm-hmm. okay, and um, in comparison to a vlog, okay, which kind of gives you a snippet. Um, now, obviously, these these t- they're two extremes in in a sense, and they're better for different market segments. So, um, I'm a business now again, and let's just say I have a bakery. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, you know how how would I know what to do? Okay, first I find that influencer, and then you know I really want to do video, but I really like to do you know this is how you bake a chocolate cake, okay, or <laughs> you know something like that. No, that's, that's a great it. example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so- yeah. Because what you there's there's two things with, that you can do with that, um, and I've actually done this with sushi. Um, I took a sushi making class, and I did a video on how I made sushi, and I did a twenty minute twenty minute video. The course was maybe an hour long, and we made our own sushi rolls. And I did a 20-minute long video, and that was edited on how to make your sushi and all the instructions and things like that. And I talked through it, you know, talked through the class, and that was that was cool. You know, it got a lot of views. It was exciting. But I actually got more views when I sped up the video, uh, like, times, uh, times a thousand, where now the 20-minute video became a one-minute video, and it was just the steps. Step one, get sushi, get, get, get your rice. Step two roll your rice out step three lay out your vegetables step four roll the sushi roll step five you know and and it was it was the same video but it was less words less content more fast forwarded on the product so if you're making a cake and you set your camera up and those are my favorite videos that i love to watch on tv the one minute videos on how to cook a meal um, because they just speed it up and they give you the directions and they give you the the directions while also give you the visuals on what to do and that content goes very well because now you can have someone learning how to make 
four or five or six cakes in less than 10 minutes because you have that content. And if they really want to dive deeper, then they can watch the 20 minute long video of that same video. Oh, wow. That's great. I never thought about the speeding it up. That's pretty, that's pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but because you can tell I'm not watching a lot of instructional videos. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, just uh, um, I, I kind of just want to wrap this platform um, discussion up. So, you know, is there kind of a tendency that you say this kind of business and small businesses, I'm not talking about brands, but this kind yeah. of business might have a have more you know, tendency more towards Instagram or this one more to video? Or do you think that it's just how you do it and every business can do something across every platform? I think I'm a believer every business can do something across every platform. It's up to the business owner or the person running the social on how well versed they are on that platform. I have a lot of business owners that start off and they say, open all my networks. And then they want Twitter. And And I tell them, well, if you want, uh, I don't, I don't, as an agency, we don't manage Twitter because mm-hmm. we feel like Twitter is so personal that the business owner should be handling that, that themselves because mm-hmm. you want to constantly engage with your audience and be authentic. So w- with, with that, I, I, I believe that if the, the SMB really cares and, and, and really knows about the network because they can expand and we can bring food, for example, you can tweet um, a recipe of, of a day. You can do a one-minute video of a recipe of a day. You can do a 20-minute video of a recipe of a day. You can start a, a Facebook group of recipes of the day. Uh, so, so there's different. So you can have that same type of content on four or five different platforms and, and still get the same results, but a different audience from each of those results. So it's really about how you attack that platform. Mm-hmm. So really, if I'm a small business, then uh, um, you could probably manage anything in any kind of platform, which is which is interesting t- to know. And I, uh, one other question I had for you. Uh, when, when you're dealing with the small businesses, when you go out and, and you introduce, do, do they know what influencer marketing it is or do they come to you? Um, how does that work? Because I'm just trying to think of the, the, the lock maker or even the baker not thinking about influencer marketing, thinking, ah, what is that? It's for brands because it was always for brands or, sport, you know, big things. You know, majority of time, as business owners, they want ROI. You know, mm-hmm. they don't they don't really care what's going on. They're like, look, get people in the door and how can you get people in the door? So a lot of times, you know, I do have customers that come to me because they know what they want. Um, but a lot of markets, if I see a space that's open and we can enhance their brand by utilizing influencers, then I let them know, you know, that there's an avenue for you to be able to open this market for influencers. And now you can get more eyes on your product that you didn't even know were was in looking at your product. Yeah, good. Um, actually, ROI is a very key word because I want to talk about that um, after the break, Joe. So we're going to yes. we're going to take a short break now. 
And for our listeners, we're talking today about influencer marketing, and we're talking with Joseph Lookett, a Los Angeles native and the founder and CEO of Affluent Solution Group, a creative marketing agency focusing on out-of-the-box marketing campaigns, and is an advocate and expert on influencer marketing. Now, if you'd like to connect with Joe, please go to his website at www.affluentsolution.com and on Facebook, Affluent Solutions Group, and on Instagram under Joe Lookett, and I'll spell Joe's name, so it's L-U-C-K-E-T-T, and Affluent is just as Affluent is spelled, solution. So please reach out to him if you have a small business, a big brand, whatever, he's an expert in influencer marketing. And I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, uh, leadership and business expert. You can contact me on leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Now, this show is brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's most extensive digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations. And if you go to Cinda on YouTube... You're going to also be able to see Joe. He spoke at a CINDA conference in Lisbon, Portugal last month and great presentation. So take a look at Joe on YouTube. And if you want to learn more about CINDA, go to www.cinda.org or www.cinda.com. CINDA's next conference, digital conference, will be held in Berlin, May 24th to 26th. 2020. And with that, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, I want to talk about ROI and the current state of SMBs trying to use influencer marketing. We'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You 
are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. And today we're talking about a fun subject and a really cool marketing subject, influencer marketing. And we're speaking with Joseph Lockett, and he's a Los Angeles native and the founder and CEO of Affluent Solution Group. And Affluent Solution Group is an agency that is experts in influencer marketing. Now, Joe, before the break, um, you, you mentioned that that special word that that I love, okay, having a business background that I have is ROI. But before mm-hmm. we talk about that, I want to just wrap this up on on influencer marketing. Is are there any do's and don'ts for into influencer marketing? I mean, I know when you're doing videos and you're doing some other things, is there is there anything that you say, you know, you have to do this, but please don't do this. <laughs> anything yes. like that. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the first, there are a lot of do's. The first do is tie it to a campaign. Uh, a lot of times, it, business owners will use influencer marketing but not tie it to anything as well as they do Facebook ads and not tie it to anything. And they're just getting impressions. You know, they're not getting the, your ROI. So that doesn't work. So 100% tie it to a campaign. Uh, an, another thing is vet your influencers. Make sure that you're getting to know them. If someone really cares about you, they're going to stick around you and they're going to talk to you. They're not going to just ask you for money and ask you for things. So treat your influencer relationships as you would treat your real relationship because these are the face and the people that are representing your brand when you're not around um, and, and, and online. And they will continue to promote and represent your brand. And I would say the only thing, the only don't I have is... When it comes to researching, don't give up. You know, in any time in marketing, especially influencer marketing, it can become a little bit frustrating uh, finding that right person and finding that right channel. But you cannot give up because you have to make sure that your business succeeds by leveraging the right influencer. So you want to make sure that you are invested in finding that right person for your brand to grow. Mm hmm. Okay. Those are great do's and don'ts. And uh, just to, to drill down on little combining it with a campaign, um, are there any suggestions on, on how to do that? I mean, what, what kind of other marketing channels work really well with influencer marketing? Yeah. So one is tracking. You know, you can always go, um, shameless plug, to affluentsolution.com and use our social media app. But it's you can always uh, track the campaign based off of the hashtags and the mentions that mm-hmm. you're getting, and and you can look at those numbers. That's when you get to the data and analytics, and that's when you get your your real your marketing hat on and seeing if the data and the, the analytics that are going with your influencer marketing campaign. Is combined with your sales and your Google Analytics from your views and your website hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when you're measuring that ROI, and you let, let's say you're doing a campaign, um, let's to take a really local local business who might actually even do um, uh, something 
in a local flyer. Okay, I think of the the town where I have a house in North Conway. There's still print around. If you know, oh, people wow. pick up pick pick. I know. Oh, why? You know, pick up <laughs> people pick up the newspaper, and you know. Um, so if I was, you know, if I was tying it to that campaign, so. I would kind of match whatever the influence is saying with what I'm doing on other channels and then measure the ROI online for the influencer. Um, have you ever seen that? Or what are they tying it with? When yeah, they- well, well, one, I, I'm not against print. I think print is coming back. It just print is going to have to be very quality for consumers yeah. to take it. But the main thing with targeted to campaign is, and, and be, to be more specific, is have opt-ins. Make sure your influencers have a uh, it, like you can give them free range 80% range of what to do but 20% you need to have a script and have them have people go to your site your your pages whatever they're going to and have an opt in with that call to action so that you're making sure that you're getting the data on their database and the person that is being influenced by your influencer marketing Gotcha. And when you're dealing with the small businesses like that, Joe, um, we, the Cinda group in Europe did a market research that showed that most of the, you know, SMBs in both the U.S. and Europe right now are owned by Generation X. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when I think of those people, uh, they probably don't know what influencer marketing is as much, or they think that influencer marketing is only targeted at the age group of, you know, 18 to 24, okay? Um, But that's not necessarily true, is it? I mean, how do you kind of overcome, first, how do you communicate influencer marketing to small businesses? And then how do you overcome these conceptions that it's, it's only for teeny boppers, you know? Yeah, no, Absolutely. Um, because you want to find the right influencer for you. And, and it's, and it's interesting though, you know, with those statistics and, uh, to dive deeper in that most generation Xers have kids that are in gen Y, um, that mm-hmm. they go to for their advice for marketing. Um, <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and, and that's, but that's where they're getting their info, info from on how to be on these platforms. But, you know, with, with influencer marketing, it's not just a a small de- demographic and people under 30. You know, journalists are considered influencers, you know, especially in local communities. And and with for businesses with a local first um, mentality, subscribing to a journalist's Twitter feeds and something on their web articles is a good way to get their attention. Like having those local papers that are in the local community, local magazines that go around for the local cul-de-sac and the local and local area, those influencers are tend to be a little bit older. And believe it or not, a lot of baby boomers are on Facebook and looking at Facebook. They are going on Instagram and looking at these things. Um, so they're headed towards these networks. They've already gotten on Facebook, so they're headed towards this 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 Instagram. And there are a lot more baby boomers and millennials and Gen Xers. So as a Gen Xer, you, you want to target these baby boomers to buy your products because they have the money. They're all retired. And the 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 millennials are driving the buying decisions now as they're getting into mm. the position of having families, buying houses, buying cars, they're now becoming the decision driver. So my advice for that Gen Xer is to 
not just ask their Gen Y kids on how to market, but really look into what the millennials and the baby boomers are doing. And there are influencers tapped in those communities. It's just very broad and you have to think outside the box, like like a local journalist, you know, mm-hmm. like someone that is older in that community that has been there for a while that leverages themselves as an influencer on those things. Because people, one thing people love is people that are wise and anyone that's been here for a long time has something to say. So I, I, I do expect to see a lot more baby boomer influencers starting to come out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, actually, that that was really that's really interesting, um, and it kind of kind of ties back to what what we said in said in the beginning, and what you said in the beginning was was you know it, it's really about recommendations, yeah. and um, you know it's about you know telling people you know this 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 pub is good or this sandwich is good or um, this to- you know local toy store has more things than than Walmart or somebody else so, so it's about just getting you know advice i think when it comes down to um, so so joe one question i have um, that that may be a little bit tricky but you know there's all kinds of rules and regulations going on about you know digital advertising and and everything like that do you think um, there there's going to be any rules and regulations or ethical me um, legislation around influencer marketing or do you think we just haven't thought about that yet uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, because the big guys always want a hand in the pockets of the little guys. So I, think, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think this was more like a, a very guerrilla feel for a while, yeah. and um, it's being it's it's it has tightened up over the years. And I think that it's become a, a an actual it's become a term. You know, it's become a, yeah. a, a way. You know, there's companies, for example, Forever Twenty One. You know, it has bankrupt a lot of their flagship stores. And they're selling online. And then you have companies like Fashion Nova who mm. only utilize influencer marketing and are thriving um, using yeah. influencer marketing. And it was because of Fashion Nova that, that these regulations were put in place because they weren't spending money in the traditional advertising channels. So mm. now when the influencer promotes a product or promotes a brand then directly, then they have to put an ad by it. They have to put hashtag ad so that the consumer knows that it's an ad, but there's yep. still so many discrete ways. If I'm if I'm driving a Subaru and I have it in my video, then there's no telling. If, telling and, and and where you see this in early stages, and it's been around. But if you think about product placement in movies, it's been around for a while, and, and they've always had product placement in movies, and that necessarily wasn't regulated. So it's just ha- it, it's one of those fields where. You get in now and go strong so that you define your place in that market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good advice. That's, that's especially, and I'm, I hope our EU um, audience, because EU is probably one of the leaders here in all the digital advertising um, restrictions and uh, legislation. But, uh, Joe, we're getting towards the end of the show, so I just kind of want to wrap it up because we have um, – we have a lot of small businesses um, listening. We have bigger businesses. So if you had one message to them, one short message to them about influencer marketing, what would that be? If you're not doing it, do it. Uh, <laughs> get, in, get into it. Tie a campaign to it. And find, 
four or five influencers that you feel will market your product. And, and, and how you can do that is go on Google, whatever your business is, whether it's a donut shop, you sell sandwiches, you sell keys, and go on Google and find key maker influencers. Look up your term and look up influencer in that term and go look at the videos. Go to the straight to the video section and see what videos are there. And you'll find a lot of people making videos in that subject and just simply reach out to them and see if they will collaborate with you. Okay. Great advice for businesses. And uh, last question, um, you know, people always say, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, I might want to be an influencer. For the people who are listening who thinks they might want to be an influencer, and you've deal- you're dealing with a lot of professionals, what's your advice there? Uh, well, to make it short, because this is a whole nother interview. Yes, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, the, but I, I would say for them, and I'll bring it back to what I said earlier about the, the cake maker, um, start making content. You know, you have, you have the content for the, the cake being made. Uh, one minute, you have the content for the cake being made for 20 minutes. You yeah. have pictures of you making a cake. Start making content in the field that you want to be an influencer in. And don't just pick a field that you feel like is random. Pick a field that you know about, that you feel like you can put your 10,000 hours in and that you can speak about on a daily basis. Because then what happens is you start seeing people randomly in the streets and they say, hey, you're that person that knows about ham sandwiches. Can you tell me where the best ham sandwich is? (laughs) (laughs) And you're... Really, and you're you're going to need to know. So I I would say find that niche, find that thing you love, find the thing you love to talk about, and start making content for that, and and be organic and transparent, and start making that content. That's that's good. I I love the ham sandwich thing. I have to go look at that after this interview, Joe. I just have to see the ham sandwich uh, influencers. So. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we're at the end of our show now, and and Joe, it's been it's been a pleasure. I mean. Thank you. I think I think the important message that I heard from this is that that influencer influencer marketing is is not it's not only for brands or sports people anymore. It's for small businesses, and small businesses should start to use it. And that's your message to them, right? Yep, absolutely. Okay, great. So for our listeners, we have been speaking today about influencer marketing with Joe Lookett, a Los Angeles native and the founder and CEO of Affluent Solution Group, a creative marketing agency. In 2012, he launched Affluent Solution Group and immediately discovered a client base within his current network. And he's been providing services to small businesses, brands, professional athletes, and some of the top restaurants in Los Angeles. And his success in his first years has allowed him to expand his services, and he is an expert in this area. So if you need an expert in this area, please contact Joe, and it's www.affluentsolution.com, and on Facebook under... Affluent Solutions Group, and on Instagram, you can go under Joe Luckett, and that is spelled L-U-C-K-E-T-T. So once again, Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much for interviewing me. 
Okay. And listeners, I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, leadership and business expert. You can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or go to my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. And this show is brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's most extensive digital marketing and local search nonprofit associations. For membership information in Cinda, please go to www.cinda.org or www.cinda.com. Now, Cinda does do digital marketing and local search conferences, and the next conference will be May 24th to 26th, 2020, in the wonderful city of Berlin. So if you haven't been to Berlin, then please join us next May. And Leadership Beyond Borders is also sponsored by Global Business Therapy, and Global Business Therapy provides leadership training with a focus on digital transitions, digital agencies, and Women's, we also have the Women's Leadership Academy, which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. If you'd like to contact me, your host, Kimberly Lewis, please send me an email at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website. And with that, thank you for listening this week and tune in again to us next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't tune in at 3 p.m. Pacific time, then please go to Google, Stitcher, or iTunes and download this series. Thank you, and until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.